This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is episode 32, the original cut. This is the introduction. Um, to those of you who may have already listened to the secondary cuts that I already made, this was the original cut. And as I explained previously, um, you may have noticed that on a lot of on a lot of apps or social media sites, they will take a they will take something that's buggy to begin with and make it absolutely worse. Um, that is the case with this podcast app that I'm using. Um, this was the original cut I had intended on using to begin with, as was the episode 31 original cut. Honestly speaking, I think that these two are superior than the other two. Um, but I'll, I'll let you guys be your own judge of that. Um, I find these original cuts to be more focused and more to the point. But anyway, so this is the original episode 32 that I wanted to print to begin with. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Um, 
I want to see as many people get to heaven. I am praying for you. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is episode 31. Lead by example. But first a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I should all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. So basically, um, I'm, I'm just going to come right out there and say it. Especially since in a movie they made references to this. And that is most of us, not all of us, of every generation. You know, from the boomers to, uh, you know, to, to the zoomers have basically grown up without real examples in our life. Now... To those of you who grew up in a a stable and loving family environment may, you know, um, think that, you know, I'm being presumptuous. um, I'm having hasty judgment when I say this, but I'm going to humbly ask you to stay with me on this. Now, I don't blame those who grew up in a loving and stable environment for thinking, you know, that, that I'm basically presumptuous and making hasty judgment on the surface. It would appear that way, but, and, and for the sake of being honest, I could be completely Um, erroneous in this. But I'm basing this on how many people from the millennial and the Zoomer generation will, on podcasts, they will look to the podcast as their gurus. And before we go any further... (laughs) Before we go any further, everything I'm talking about, it's not directed at any one person. It, you know, it's a generalized statement. And I have been um, guilty of it in the past or guilty of it now, but I'm working on it. So having said my disclaimer, I'm going to continue. I've noticed, and I've been consuming podcasts since 2017, that a lot of the Zoomer and Millennial generation look to these guys as gurus. They will, they will literally ask them stuff that their parents should have already have said to them or already have taught them. And for whatever reason, they haven't. Um, now, when I say guru, podcasters are gurus, in 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 full disclosure, um, I'm a Xer, and when I was basically heading into my 30s, Rush Limbaugh became popular. Now, for the younger types out there, Rush Limbaugh was a quote unquote conservative radio personality, um, and I think he was popular because there weren't too many. Con- public conservatives out there outside of William F. Buckley. Um, but he, he was conservative radio personality and he soon rose to the most listened to, uh, talk show host in America. And 
I'm sure that those of you whose parents were political and right-leaning, leaning, you you may have grown up with your mom and dad listening to the rush in the car or whatever. Well, around the time I was listening to him and I was, you know, I I was I was a little literal fanboy. And I can't say that about many people. I uh I um unless I was at work, I never missed an episode. Never. And I was living on a college campus at the time and I was living in a boarding house. And um obviously a state college, you know, um the the um the reality that colleges are basically left-wing diploma factories um has been true for a long long time uh, but it was true in the 90s too this this whole thing is not a new phenomenon but some of my neighbors used to make snide remarks you know, uh, I guess nowadays they call it snarky. And one of my neighbors called him my guru. Now, at the time, I was in my 20s and I took that rather personally because to me, a guru is somebody that brainwashes people. And basically, he's a Svengali type that pulls people's puppet strings. And I, I and I'm not gonna lie. I recently came to the conclusion that I was looking to Rush Limbaugh, maybe not in the same way as the younger generations look upon their favorite podcaster um, for life advice, but I looked to him because. Um, Full disclosure again, I was not a Christian of any any type. I was a pagan. And I was basically looking for the truth. And since, you know, um, I basically ignored God, politics was literally my religion at this time. So I was looking for the truth. And in that way, We, you know, in, in, in that way, um, the people that we look to for life advice and um, guidance in this world are our gurus. And basically, um, we're all looking for the truth. Now, as I said in the last episode, a lot of set of contests have found the truth. However, they're not practicing the truth. And this goes back to the comment that I made in episode 30 where Father Bernard Utley, a CMRI priest, was talking to another um, set of accountants priest who had his chapel, who said that 70% of the attendees at his chapel were not practicing Catholics. Now, I know in the previous episode I said not Catholic. Uh, the actual quote was not Catholic. Um, but basically I'm trying for the sake of charity to, um, as, as one of my favorite podcasters say, church it up. But if you're not practicing, if you're not practicing your faith, then you are no different 
than the people that you look down your nose at. The, the atheists, the agnostics, the Protestants, the Vatican II types, um, the neo-trans. You're no different than they are if you're not practicing your religion. And just because you have the proper baptism and just because you have the orthodox um, confirmation and you practice the um, true theology of pre-Vatican II, that doesn't mean anything to be brutal. It doesn't mean anything. You know, do you think when you go before your judgment, God is going to ask for your opinion on certain Vatican II documents? Do you think he's going to ask you um, about the amount of people in air on social media that you corrected? Think about that real carefully, because I don't think... And I'm not claiming to be a uh, theologian or anything, but my reading of Catholic um, teachings is that no, no, what we're going to be judged on is the amount of charity, which is love of God and our neighbor, hope, meaning that we put our lives in Lord Jesus' hands and um, Mother Mary's and that we hope that they are, you know, we, 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 we hope that they are going to help us get to heaven. And hope kind of runs into faith in this sense because that's also what faith means too. But hope is... Also, even if you're without, even if you're without a compass, now I'm not going to speak for anyone here. I'm going to speak for myself. I consider myself spiritually blind. Um, I I cannot discern, um, Lord Jesus or the Blessed Mother's hand, and what I do or what hat well. In what happens to me, I can kind of discern it. Divine providence is called. But for the most part, I have to act on hope that what I do and the things that I do um, and the things that happen to me are of God's divine providence. And a lot of people with faith, a lot of people get it twisted that the faith is in the teachings of the Catholic Church. Now, that's partially right. That is partially right because if you don't have orthodox um, dogma, then you're, you are literally no better than a Protestant or a Vatican II type. But that's not the end of it. The faith also is in Lord Jesus and his blessed mother that they've got your back. They're not going to leave you on your own. And that they're going to lead you to the truth and to the beauty. And they're going to keep you safe. That is also faith. It's it's not it's not just a matter of doctrine. It's also a matter of um, having faith that Lord Jesus, the Heavenly Kingdom, and His Blessed Mother are going to lead you to where you need to go. Once again, I'm not going to speak for anyone else. Um, I personally find myself very, very um, weak. When it comes to that faith. Um, and I'm also very weak on the hope part too. And charity. I, I'm actually weak on all three things. Which, by the way, if you read Paul's epistles, he talks about faith, hope, and charity. And these are the cornerstones of the Christian life. 
If you're not practicing any of the, well, you got to practice them all. To be quite blunt, you got to be practicing them all. And if you're not, oh, you need to try because uh, the the final destination of your soul may be at stake, or at least you may have to consider that possibility. Now, the um, so part of um being a follower of Lord Jesus's blessed mother in the heavenly kingdom is in whatever sphere we're in. It doesn't matter if you're a fast food clerk or if you're an entrepreneur with your own businesses of like 10 franchises. It doesn't matter. Your main duty is to live your faith. It's not just enough to, you know, doctrine, doctrine will give you the truths, but then you got to put those truths into practice by living it. And I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress this enough. That is why I hammer home the spiritual life, because without the spiritual life, you are going to have a very hard time unless God in his mercy uh, grants you the grace to practice your faith without having some sort of spiritual life. And we need to practice to, to, to put it in, in, in more blunt terms, as we Americans would say, we need to practice what we preach. Okay? I don't know how many, since I've gone on the Twitter, like, last month, I, I don't know how many times I've been accused of lack of charity, um, hasty judgment, um, basically malicious, malicious intentions by people who, quite frankly, were doing the very same things that they were accusing me of. Now, the maliciousness part, um, in, in charity, I, I don't know their heart and their mind, so I can't accuse them of maliciousness. Um, I think it was an unconscious act, but I can definitely say that it was hasty judgment because these people do not know my mind and my heart or my intentions. So they're, they're literally accusing me of the same thing that they're guilty of. Okay. And once again, full disclosure, Honestly, social media brings out the worst in people. I've said this in previous episodes. It, this, you know, this isn't anything. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not claiming to be original with this thought. <laughs> There's a reason why Twitter is cons- Twitter and Facebook are considered uh, sewers because basically, ill-informed, arrogant. And prideful people use these platforms to vomit over anybody that they feel is wrong. Now, having said that, we are living in modern era, and I would hazard a guess, whether they know it or not, 95% of the people that are... uh, on social media um, are basically just moderns spreading their errors, not just with the ideas that they're posting, but with um, their behavior. 
Now, I know that the set of accountants who are trying to be pious and devout, I think that there's a good portion of them that don't even get on social media because they feel like it would be an occasion to sin. And I get that. I do. And um, I don't have a beef with that because Catholic teaching does say you should avoid occasions of sin. And then there's the um, the uh, older sayings that say you lie down with uh, you lie down with a dog, you're going to get fleas. Um, you know, if you you lie down in the pig pen, you're going to get covered in mud. Um. So I understand this. However. Because I'm basically isolated, um, partially through choice, partially through circumstance, and and quite frankly, too, if you're on the job, you know, the Catholic Church does teach prudence, you know, if you are a holy and devout uh, set of accountants, you shouldn't be running around at work, Um you know, basically hurling uh, truths in people's faces because it's probably going to get you fired. Now, to the other part of what I was going to say is, if you are a truly and devout set of accountants and you, like me, happen to be on uh, social media, then we should try as best as we are able because self-will is one of the most difficult things when we're trying to practice the spiritual life. Me personally, I I always say that I don't need the devil to tempt me um, to do sinful acts. My flesh does a good enough job that the devil doesn't need to worry about me personally. But we are, you know, Jesus says this in his Gospels. St. Paul mentions it in his epistles. We're to be the example for the unbelievers. Now, how are you going to be a true follower of Jesus Christ when you're not even making an effort to try to follow his teachings. To try to de- deepen your spiritual life. And I'm not saying this to be, you know, arrogant or, or um, self-righteous or anything. Um, I try to keep very close track of my spiritual life and... There are some days it's hard to get out of the bed just knowing the the issues that I carry around with me. But and and by the way, having said that, um there have been occasions on Twitter where I have fallen into the easier trap of basically mocking and disparaging those who are in air instead of being charitable to them. And I'm not quite sure because we're around between 70 and 80 episodes. I might have even bragged about it in one of my episodes. If you come across that episode, I beg for your forgiveness and, and your patience. Because this is all very new to me. And, um, you know, those who've been spiritual for a minute will say that you don't become, you don't become devout and pious overnight. It's a journey. It's like life. That's why they call it the spiritual life. It's a journey. But I want to humbly um, 
if I did brag about the fact that, you know, I was uncharitable to people who were um, ignorant and all the attending spiritual issues that they have, I want to apologize for that. I had no business saying that. And basically, the last thing we want to do, as I said in episode 30, is justifying our bad behavior, uh, defending the indefensible. And I don't know if I said this in episode 30, so I'll say it here. Um, we should hold ourselves to the highest standard possible while at the same time being understanding of those for whatever reason may not be where we're at. And that's part of charity because we're all individuals. What works for me may not work for you. Um, you know, uh, my life situation's different from yours. So we're all individuals. My, my bottom line though is, is, is that, um, we should, um, we should, uh, try to hold ourselves to the highest standards and be more forgiving with our friends and our neighbors, much more forgiving. And just as a quick aside, <laughs> you never get smacked in the face more than when you actually try start trying to live your faith fully. Because over since last summer, I have realized, but especially in the past couple months, I've realized that my neighbors who, and by the way, I didn't consider myself any better than they were. I knew where I was at. And, but I knew, I knew them well enough to know that when they did stuff that personally I wouldn't have done, or act in such a manner that I wouldn't have done. I I had enough charity for my neighbors that I made allowances. I said, well, you know, I, I know how um, so-and-so across the hall acts. You know, I can't get mad at him. He, he literally can't help himself. And my other neighbor who I hung with, you know, um, in his own ways, he had stuff that I had to make allowances for when I was dealing with him. So I never, when, when they would do stuff or say something, I wouldn't get mad. I would just chalk it up to, um, you know, their personalities. However, before at that time, I found where I showed my butt was with random customers at work who were rude, demanding, um, all the attendant issues that come with dealing with the public in service work these days. I found myself, you know, that that's when I got mad. That's when I let the anger flow. And I think it was because, actually, I believe in honesty. I know it was because I didn't know these people. I knew my neighbors. And, you know, despite their faults, I liked them. I may not have respected them to the full extent, but I liked them. So I was willing to, to cut them slack. Some person off the street that I don't even know who acts the fool um, it's easy to lose your temper <laughs> it, because you don't know them. 
you know, with a brother, a sister, a spouse, a mom, a dad, an uncle, whatever, best friend, it's easy to cut them slack. You know them. But the random, you know, the random homeless person, the the junkie or the drunk or, you know, it may not even be any of that, but just just the upper middle class Karen that's lecturing you about something that you don't want to listen to. It's very easy to snap their heads off, especially on social media, because we don't know these people. But that's part of living our faith. Because in his Gospels, I think it's St. Matthew, Jesus tells his disciples, he says, well, if you love your friends and, and your relatives, what credit is that to you? The pagans do that. Which goes back to what I was saying, because I wasn't trying to be a good Catholic. I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't trying to be a good Catholic. For all intents and purposes, I was a pagan. So, and, and the temptation, the temptation on social media is very, very strong to be harsh with those who... Um, who who are snarky to you? It, it's very. It's one of the easiest temptations because you don't know these people and you don't see them. Now, me personally, I notice that. Nobody, nobody, I offer uh, ways to contact me with constructive criticism. Nobody's done that. And I wasn't Mr. Popular before I decided to get serious about Catholicism. Um, basically, uh, that part of me has not changed. I'm trying to be charitable and I'm trying to be more diplomatic in my speech. But um, to me, truth is the truth. And you, you gotta, you gotta be a part of that truth. And honestly, because we as moderns are such shallow, superficial people, when somebody does utter a truth, the first thing that interjects is our pride. Well, who does so-and-so think he is? And they may not say anything snarky or whatever, but they'll ignore the message. They'll ignore a message. I'm self-aware enough to know that I have the personality of a rabid porcupine which does not help the, the personal message that I'm try, trying to deliver, which is why I've been saying, forget, forget the tone, for, forget the, um, the approach. The message is what's important. And we really are, as moderns, we are superficial and shallow. We really are. Um, and I'm not excluding myself out of that either, but I've already covered that. Um, but basically, basically, um, we are to be, you know, it gets a lot of lip service. It gets a lot of lip service. Oh, you know, we, we, we got to be follow the example of Jesus. The, the, corollary, the corollary with that is, if we got to be like Jesus, then we got to do what he tells us to do. And we got to sincerely and honestly live what he teaches. And if we're not doing that, how can we call ourselves follower of Jesus? There was a reason, uh, it might have been 
um, Luke or John. He told the Pharisees, he said, and he was actually going back to Isaiah, uh, the passage in Isaiah where Isaiah says, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Because, you know, through pride, through um, self-love, um, they would not listen to what Jesus was telling them. And by the way, before anyone accuses me of this, I've been on social media well enough to know how the, the mud machine works. I'm not claiming to be Jesus. As a matter of fact, I would uh, say that I am the the furthest person from Jesus um, and from his example. But I'd like to think that I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm doing the best I I can with what I've been given. So having said all that, I just, I just, um, I'm going to be, have some spiritual quotations in the show notes. You can look them up at your leisure. Um, quite frankly, um, I, I leave it up to God and his blessed mother to, you know, to whoever, to whoever, I, I try to make myself their instrument and what whoever, you know, whatever they decide to do with the message is up to them. And uh, I'm not so full of myself to think that I'm the perfect. As a matter of fact, and there's several episodes where I say this, I'm the most broken tool in their toolbox. So here's some things that, if you truly want to be a good Catholic, that you should do, or yeah, that you should do. Be the change you want to be. And this is more directed at the Vatican II types than anyone else. I think it was, um, now I don't want to quote a saint because I don't, no, exactly. I have an idea, but I want to be precise. So, but there is a saint who said, if you want to reform society, reform yourself. And that's something that everyone on social media should be able to get behind. But when I say be the change you want to be, you know, um, I've dealt with enough Vatican II types on the internet to know that they'll they'll whine and complain about uh, Mr. Bergoglio and they'll whine and complain about this bishop or that bishop, Vatican II types. And they'll complain, you know, ah, this. But they won't make the effort. I mean... If you, you know, by the way, I'm just repeating myself here, but it's necessary. Why are you complaining? If you, if you love Jesus, his blessed mother, and, and you do truly believe that the Catholic church is the one true faith, and you could see the blasphemies and the heresies in the, in the church that you thought was the true church. And by the way, I'm not standing on a soapbox waving a finger at you. Thanks to to Lord Jesus and his blessed mother, I was given the grace to come to set of contism because on my own, I was too lazy and slothful myself. But if you could see that, why are you going on Facebook and Twitter to whine and complain? Because ultimately, Lord Jesus is the ultimate truth. He is. And if you love him the way you claim to, you owe him the fidelity to find the truth wherever it may lead you. And I promise this will be 
the end of this particular segment, many people are scared off because they know it's going to take sacrifice, losing friends, losing relatives, maybe even losing a lucrative job. Anybody who's read the saints, anybody who's read the doctors of the church, heck, anybody who's read the New Testament knows, um, God, Jesus doesn't promise you a rose garden. He said, carry your cross and follow me. That means whatever the results are of you literally trying to follow Jesus and his blessed mother as best as you can, if, if that means some pains, Jesus suffered for you, okay? And um, the passion, you know, the the um the uh good friday scene in that you know that, that that's only part of what he had to go through to save us unworthy as we are so you know if you if you truly love jesus and and, and to make it as clear as i can be you truly love your family, I hope, and you truly love your spouse and your kids. And you would make any sacrifice for them. Now, I'm not suggesting you should hate your family or hate your spouse and kids, but if you can make that sacrifice for them, why can't you make the sacrifice for your Lord and Savior and to be as brutally honest as I can be, who determines whether you get into heaven or not. I mean, if for no other reason, if for no other reason, you 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 should do your best to follow Lord Jesus because he's the ultimate arbiter of whether or not you get to heaven. And by the way, you can't neglect the Blessed Mother because she is literally... Uh, the disposer of her of of his graces to humankind, and she's also our advocate before God. That's where Protestants get it wrong. But this isn't a, a screed on Protestants. Live your faith. Now, living your faith means more than observing the rites and traditions of the true Catholic Church prior to Vatican II. Fish on Fridays, observing the fast of uh, whatever fast days are. It's more than that. Living your faith means, you know, um, we're not supposed to use curse words. Guilty of that. Um, we're not supposed to, we're supposed to make sacrifices of the things that we love, even if they're lawful, you know, um, people forget what the, our lady of Fatica, uh, Fatima told the children there. She said, you must tell everyone that they must make sacrifices for the conversion of sinners. So. Basically, observing the doctrine, that's an outward observance. We, we're supposed to make an inward observance. Now, and by the way, um, we're also not to, you know, to tell people, you know, um, our, our, our spiritual practices. I mean, if you say the rosary, yeah, that's fine. But um, if you're if you're doing interior practices, uh, nobody's supposed to know those. Now, the for those of you who are married, well, you've got wives and kids to lead the example to, or husbands and kids. So, yeah, within them, yes, but to the outside world, they're not to know. That's why Jesus said, um. You know, if you're fasting, don't go out in the public square uh, waving a bell the way the hypocrites do. 
credibility, or I'm sorry, lead by example, which also leads into credibility. Um, basically, basically leading by example is having holy character. Now, what used to really annoy me, uh, when I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh back in the nineties was sometimes he would have Bill Bennett and he would deign to lecture people and wrote books on it, um, on, on, uh, character and, um, you know, um, he, he had books on like the, uh, fables and stuff. First of all, the reason I got annoyed at the time was because I knew that, um, I knew myself well enough to know that I had certain aspects of character, but on other aspects of character, I felt it was none of his business and I shouldn't be lectured to when I'm trying to listen to political truths. And looking back on it as a Protestant, well, don't take your advice from secular people or Protestants. And by the way, the fables... The Greek and Roman fables were written by pagans. Okay? Now, there may be an element of truth to them, just like there are elements of truth to, to Protestant spiritual books. But as good Catholics, we're supposed to reject that and get our, our lessons on character from spiritual reading, the, the lives of the saints, and the doctors of the church and the Bible. And by the way, that's another thing. I, I understand that a lot of people say, oh, I've got such a busy life. I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't recall anywhere in tradition, uh, true Catholic teaching where it says you got to read a book of the Bible every day. As a matter of fact, Father Bernard Utley in the spiritual life says, if you just need to read a paragraph a day and think about it throughout the day, do that. You know, you're not expected, you know, to read entire chapters or books for that matter. But you need to familiarize yourself with God's word. And for those of you who are Bibly illiterate, my suggestion would be start with the New Testament and get that down before you move to the Old Testament. And I can't stress this enough. If, if you are reading the Bible, as Catholics, this is part of Catholic doctrine, by the way. This is not optional. You are supposed to read it with a commentary. So the Bible you have should have commentary. If it does not... For whatever reason, because as uh, I was telling a fellow set of a contest that um, the Chandler version, at least in the New Testament, the 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 uh, doctrinal notes are very skimpy. They're more meatier in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, they're skimpy. So, you know. If you have the means and the ability, buy yourself a good set of commentary. And for those of you who may be called to make the Bible the focus of your devotion, a, con a good concordance would not, would not be a bad idea either. And I can't, the, the, the main lesson, and I can't stress this enough, and lead by example, lose the pride, lose the hypocrisy. I don't know how many people I've known in my life who will say, don't do this, 
and then turn around and do it. And I don't even have to shoot the fish in the barrel that is our modern day politicians for that. I'm talking about people in my day-to-day existence. Lose the pride, lose the hypocrisy. I've actually had somebody who corrected me on what he considered to be a thought when in actuality he was engaging in a hasty judgment because when he accused me of that particular fault, he does not know me personally. He's unfamiliar. Uh, well, like I said, he doesn't know me personally. So he doesn't know my intentions. He does not know my inner heart. And he de- definitely does not know what's going on in my mind. And if, if you're accusing people of um, literal um, sins... My advice would be you need to be absolutely sure of the ground you're standing on before you make that accusation. Because, um, you know, people are, I said this in a previous episode, not only are you watching people, but people are watching you. So, you know, um, if you're if you're hurling sins, uh, accusations of sins at one person, and you have a public profile online, you know they they may be watching what you're doing, and you know they might they might get to thinking, well, how's he going to lecture me on A when he's doing B, C, and D? But that's part of humility. And this particular person, he did have the common decency to message me privately. But so in that respect, from from the outward respect, he didn't do anything wrong. However, in God's eyes, in God's eyes, when he accused me of a particular sin, and then proceeded to have a podcast where he he did a sin of equal value. Well, okay, nobody saw his private message to me, and that way he's good. But you 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 got you got to get a little deeper thinking. What I call um um logical thinking. God, if if you truly believe in him, sees everything we do. So if you criticize somebody on one thing, you know, even if it's private, but you're turning around and just uh, without lack of thinking, committing another sin, well, you're going to be judged for that. It says so in the Gospels. You know, it it literally says in one of the Gospels, what you do in the dark will be brought to light. Which leads me to the last thing, credibility. Now, I'm going to be honest and say that credibility is a particular hobby horse of mine. Because somebody I greatly admired and respected growing up taught me the value of credibility. However, uh, for the sake of honesty, you know, um, when you're a young teenager, no matter how much you like or respect a person, you're a young teenager and you don't fully get what they're trying to teach you. And luckily, oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say luckily. I don't believe in luck. Thank the Lord for his blessing and grace that there were other people at various points in my life who basically taught me the same lesson. And basically, credibility is say what you mean and mean what you say. Secondly, 
It means if you make a promise to somebody, deliver on it. No matter how much it may inconvenience you. If you make a promise to somebody, keep it. And the third thing is, is about credibility. Follow the truth wherever it may lead you. So many people, especially those who are calling themselves Catholics, one of their biggest faults is, is um, they will not follow the truth to its logical conclusion. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not just singling out the, uh, the, um, the Vatican II types and the Neotrads. I'm not just singling, there, there are a set of contests out there who, who will talk about, you know, um, you know, I love Jesus and the Blessed Mother and turn around and cause dissension within the ranks, criticizing other set of Acontis. And I think in another episode, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I made the point on Twitter, but for the sake of the podcast, I think I'm going to import it over. Anyway, the credibility, the thing that this particular adult hammered in my head, your credibility is the only thing you truly have outside of your faith. So, if people can't trust what you say and what you do, they won't trust you. Not completely. So, the incredibility is the most important thing you can possess. So, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your patience. I, I hope and pray that um, you get something out of this. Um, I pray that every... Uh, I'm sorry. I pray that um, more people get into heaven and um, despite my faults, I do care and I, I do care about my fellow human beings. I do care. Um, but I am a flawed human being myself. So, um, but I, I do care, and I want to see as many people get to heaven as possible. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Jeune Seigneur, ton œuvre splendide, un cœur de feu, une âme de guerrier. Tu les donnas à la Vierge timide Que tu voulais couronner de laurier Sainte Jeanne de France Notre espérance repose en vous Sainte Jeanne de France Priez, priez pour nous Jeanne entendit dans son âme Prairie des voix du ciel l'appelaient au combat. Elle partit pour sauver la patrie. La douce enfant à l'armée commanda. Sainte Jeanne de France, notre espérance repose en vous. Sainte Jeanne de France, priez. Pour nous, des fiers guerriers, elle gagna les âmes, l'éclat divin de l'envoyé des cieux. Son pur regard, ses paroles de flamme, sur recourber les fronts audacieux. Sainte Jeanne de France, notre espérance repose en Jeanne de France, priez, priez pour nous. Jeanne, c'est toi notre unique espérance. Du haut des cieux, daignant tendre nos voix. Descends vers nous, viens convertir la 